Welcome to another episode of Searching for McGuffin with your host, George. Gabe. And Link. Where are they? Um, we didn't really schedule, we didn't go out of our way to like really schedule this week's episode. That's not true. We've been kind of looking for an opportunity to have a one-on-one conversation, you and I. Sure. Yeah. For the our listeners who aren't watching the video, <laughs> I'm wearing my Legend of Zelda shirt, which is why I said Link. See? You see what I did there? But he's not here. He's not physically here. Keep forgetting that and Dan people does, just aren't watching us all the time. Yeah, yeah. Some people are not watching. They're listening. And also, we've gotten your emails. People still write emails? Yeah. Yeah, okay. We've gotten your emails. We've gotten your DMs. Okay, please stop harassing our social media director. Um, but for those of you with earnest questions about if our producer still works here, rest assured, he he still edits the show at 1 to 2 o'clock in the morning, right before it launches at 7 a.m. Yeah, Dan is just Dan is just a man with a so plan. much on his docket. And I commend him for taking on extracurriculars and everything that he's got going on. Extracurriculars? Is he in like intramural sports or something? What? No, I just I would classify this as extracurricular. Oh, okay. This is this is the extracurricular. These are the intramural sports. Oh, this this is intramural sports. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, intramurals is like between people on the same in the same institution, right? Mm-hmm. What is it called? Interscholastic, I believe, is the term for between two different schools. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know because we were like rewriting a part of a handbook and we're like this is so stupid interscholastic this word doesn't make sense and then we looked at it we're like, oh it does make sense let's uh. write it back into the handbook <laughs> we just eliminated because it was like oh if you're on like suspension or probation you're not allowed to participate in interscholastic and we're like you can't participate in school in like academic activities yeah. that's stupid <laughs> and then we looked it up and we're like oh no, it just means between schools no i remember not that it has really anything to do with that. <laughs> Today's episode, nothing really has anything to I do had, with it. Uh, I remember when I was in, when I was, went to the school you teach at, mm-hmm. we had to um, get like eligibility forms signed. Yeah. Like it's, if you're not doing too hot in yeah, class. Yeah, they still do that. They, they still, still do it? Yeah, they still do it. People still forge The there. coaches that care. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all the all our coaches care. <laughs> Forget some of them. Listen. And uh, <laughs> I just remember like every week it was like a game time decision for me whether i was gonna be able to play because of like either one class or something man sports are weird sports are weird school's weird too school sports are weird and i think just life in general is kind of weird speaking of sports we saw recently a sports movie and i think it was just you and me actually right and your wife and And my wife yeah but she's not on the show so i kind of met in the hosts yeah i met us who are usually in these conversations Mm. weekly even though we do have others who come in and out and but you and i went to go watch creed 3 right and that's not what today's episode is about but it kind of informed right what we're going to be talking about today yeah i mean personally i'm a big fan of the creed movies oh yeah i'm a big fan of most of the rocky movies i'm sorry most yeah there's rocky one through four and then balboa okay we don't talk about the one in between that's the one what there is no one in between um yes i can't really say it all i guess you can't whatever tommy the machine gun what's your ranking of the rocky movies uh not including creed yet oh not including creed so just rocky 
I mean, Rocky won. I guess we couldn't go Whatever. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's it. You said no. So there's no going back. Rocky one is the best, right? Rocky four is the coolest to me because we ended, it ended communism, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's the second best. Then, all right, this is going to be weird because I know it's not, this isn't the order of like the best ones, but they're the order, like the ones that I relate to. Yeah. Balboa gave me a newfound appreciation of the entire series. So like sometimes it's a completely ridiculous film, but it really breathed new life in the franchise. I don't think we'd have the Creed movies if it wasn't for Balboa. So mm. Balboa is like my third favorite. And then I think Rocky two, cause I like Rocky two and it's really good, but like him winning kind of like, that's where the series needs to go, but it's like it's the antithesis of what makes Rocky one good. Yeah, and and there's always the like ain't gonna be no rematch, and then like five seconds into two, when's the rematch? Like we're doing the rematch, <laughs> um, and then I have a really warm place for Rocky three. I really like Rocky three. Yeah, because of Hogan and Mr. T. That's why I like it. Hogan literally throws a thunder lips. Is his name in the film? He yeah. throws Rocky out of the ring. I love that movie, but like. I guess it's the weakest one, if you can say that. But I love all of them. I love all of them. Like for me, it's the characters. It's they're almost like superhero movies. Like, Ivan Drago's Y four so good, you know, and Clubber Lang and Thunder Lips is why I like three. And I liked I like three because they um, I just like the, the dynamic between Apollo and and Rocky. Yeah, and them training, and then also in four as well. Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, that's that, and that's why I like four because it has that dynamic as well. Yeah, no, one and four, one and four. Well, I think we have the same top two. Yeah. I think I have to watch Bobo again. Yeah. Um, one and four, and then I think two's two's probably right in third place for me. What I love about three too is that it goes back to like Rocky one, where in Rocky one the the big twist that makes it great is that Rocky doesn't win. Yeah. Like Rocky loses the title right away in three, and mm-hmm. that's like okay, here's another bold choice. We're back to bold choices. Yeah. I guess that was also something that we didn't see in, well, I guess spoilers for Creed, by the way. Yeah. Light, brief spoilers. In any of the Creed movies, he doesn't lose except for that first one. Yeah, the first one, which is why I love the first one. Yeah. Because the first one's like, oh, look, it's like. Well, the first, oh, one's, the, the first one's the best one. Yeah, clearly. The first one is the best one. Because it's, uh, as we've established earlier, we had questions before, but it's the only one directed by. Coogler. Coogler, right? Yeah. Ryan Coogler. He did not direct Creed 2, even though we. I think I made that mistake earlier. And you guys corrected well, I think, me. I think he's still like on the writing. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely and he's producing, but but the direction is just next yeah, level on the first one. Plus, just the concept. You know, like they had a they had a take, they had a a concept in place. You know, and then just writing mu- new chapters. That's great too. But it's just like I don't think they knew where they were going with two and three. Not that that's a bad thing, but like you know that like first out the door, you. You've got a tight concept, and you know exactly what you're going to do with it. Yeah, I actually really like Creed too. I do actually like I, Creed too. I, I really enjoy Creed too. Yeah, I liked it better than Wreck-It Ralph too, which was the other movie I saw that night. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, the stuff with I don't know. I'm a sucker for that stuff, man. Like, I like legacy sequels. I guess done right. Yeah, I'm a sucker for that. Type oh, of anyone stuff, who man. listens to the show knows that you're a sucker for legacy sequels. Like, I. The fact that I saw Top Gun on the splash page for um, Paramount Plus, and I was like, oh, this is why he paid it for another year, because they got Top Gun Maverick. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, even the reason that I usually get it for the Champions League, I was like, nah, it's just because they have Top Gun. That's right. Even though you own it already. I'm paying $120 a year. Yeah. Well, I paid more, didn't I? No, no. You, I'm telling you, they cut, like, you re-upped, 
but it wasn't time for you to re-up yet. So they dropped the price right in time for you for it to... When they charge you, they charge you the new thanks, price. Thanks, Paramount. Yeah, thanks. They heard, they heard me talking about Top Gun all this time. Thanks, Paramount, for cannibalizing the Showtime business also, into your Paramount random, Plus. Random thought. Also, you suck, Paramount, for <laughs> not having the rights to Yellowstone. That was such a high and low... <laughs> Having every other uh, Yellowstone sequel, yeah, but you not made having it, but Yellowstone you, show. What's that about? Luckily, we have what is it? Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. But not. But I, when I had to go to when I caught up to season five, yeah, which is the current season, it's on the Paramount Network. Yeah, I heard Paramount about that. Plus. Yeah, you can't watch that. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up just watching it on Hulu. Oh, okay. oh, they have it on Hulu on demand. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good because I thought it was like we literally had to wait for the whole season but with to be over. Ads. No, dude, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to lie. And this may sound like, you know, first world problems. Even if you have live TV, yeah. like premium ad free, that's uh, it's okay. I cannot stand ads. No, I, I really can't. I'll pay anything. Well, that's a lie. Okay. So don't get the right, wrong idea, uh, media companies. I will not pay anything to get rid of ads. I'll pay anything reasonable. And once you pass that, I will just drop your service. Yeah. Because I will never go down to an ad supported tier. I'll just stop using your service. Yeah ads anyways back to speaking Korea. of which this episode is sponsored by no I'm just, i don't know <laughs> speaking of ads um this is a great conversation we're having but you do you know you can get meat delivered straight to your door a door yeah. it's a good thing you said door <laughs> yeah with zero no hassle it'll be a little lukewarm but i'm sure it'll be fine meet at your door.com oh <laughs> a great that is a good. I mean, you know exactly what you're getting. Me at your door. There's no question about it. Um, I forgot how, where were we going with this. Yeah, I don't know. You were talking about beating meat. <laughs> no, I was not. I was talking about handing me to you. That's not much better. Um, <laughs> Creed is a jump forward in for the for the Rocky series and for the Creed series. I don't know if it's a jump forward for the Rocky series because. This is not a spoiler, but Rocky's not in it. So oh, Creed three, yeah, Creed three. It's not really a, it's not. It's no longer a Rocky film, which was interesting. Did you hear why he wasn't on it? Do you know? Yeah, oh, I, I don't he, know. He he said, according to Sylvester Stallone, said that uh, they were going in a much more darker, grittier direction, and he felt like there wasn't room for him in the film. That he's kind of more hopeful and or I, he used like. He's like a negative word to describe his perspective, like almost like it, it wasn't sappy, but something like that, like, like not not optimistic, but I, I don't remember. But something they were, along those they lines. They were gonna kill him. You think so? They were, they were gonna kill Rocky and Rock and Balboa's and Sylvester Stallone's like, nah. But, but, but Rocky doesn't die. But it is Rocky beats cancer. It's weird, man. It's weird not having him, like yeah, and not is. really addressing and not addressing heck. it. That's the worst part. Yeah, like. It is weird, and I, it was like a. It's strange because I do think like it's fine, you know. Yeah. If they want to go in a different direction and not necessarily have him in it, okay. But at least like give me something more than just whatever we got. Yeah, it feels like the character's getting the cold shoulder, and I'm starting to feel like there's antagonism there in real life, which I know nothing about. Yeah. Like, but the movie makes me feel like you cut this character out completely. Like it doesn't make must sense be a reason. because there's an instance in where something happens in the film where Rocky clearly should be at mm -hmm. that event. Yeah, yeah. And he's not. I mean, I would argue multiple moments, like not just in the personal life, but maybe like in the boxing, like you'd think somebody would ask or he'd be 
at the show, maybe not in Rocky, the corner. Rocky's like, he feels dead. He feels dead, right? But no one addresses or says anything. I don't so. know. Yeah, but apparently they're making another one. So In a, a Drago movie? I don't know where, really? Yeah, so there's, that's the plan. It's in pre-production, so who knows if we'll ever actually get there, but a draw in Ivan. No, what's it? What's Ivan's son's name? Is he also? Oh, a Drago baby. A baby Drago. Baby Drago. Movie. Yeah. Uh, how to get away with murder. That's not what I was thinking. How to train your Drago. That's how the name of the movie. How to train your Drago. That's the. Um, what was it? I did like that aspect of the film. Kind of like how, you know, mirroring the uh, Creed, uh, Creed and Rocky. Yeah. Training together. Mm-hmm. And now um, the world building. Yeah. The next generation. I do really like that. Although I will say for this film, um, what was it? I was a little surprised by the brevity of it yes it like the narrative came and went yeah 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 definitely i think i think i definitely took some good themes out of it though which i guess is like the basis for this episode yeah um i think even before the film even came out i saw the trailer and there was um i mean obviously the trailer showed like some of the best parts of the film they Mm -hmm. had the trailer music which for some reason trailer music just always hits you know yeah and then you never really get that in the film even though the music, I think, in the film was We're really looking good. at you, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, but there's a line. There's a line in the film where um, his coach, his coach uh, basically tells um, Adonis, because um, obviously, like, uh, Adonis is, like, facing, like, his past, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, a physical representation of his past yeah. and, you know, some things that he did before, back then. But, um... He says this line where it's like, you need to like, let go of what was and step into what is. Yes. And yes. just like, and that for me, when I saw that trailer, like when I saw the trailer in, in theaters and like, I just, that line, I guess uh, maybe it was at that certain point in my life, what was going on or what is going on. Um, it just resonated with me and it's something that just like, it stuck with me and I was like, I'm going to enjoy this movie. And, and it resonated with me too. That like, when I saw that trailer, I was like, we got to kick Lincoln Dan off the show. And we just gotta take over it. And look what happened. That's what that's what we're doing. That's not what's happening. Sometimes you just go, gotta sprint to action. Yeah, but honestly, we saw that trailer and we we're like, we know what we're gonna talk about before we even saw this movie. It kind of harkens back to another Michael B. Jordan movie, not his boy, but he's in it. Uh, like Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. You knew like what the themes were, and we kind of knew what we were gonna be talking about before we even saw the movie. Yeah, and that's kind of what like Creed Three was mm-hmm. for us. So what are we talking about then? Um, I think one of the, for some reason, for 2023, I think, and I mean, this could happen at the beginning of every year, but one of the big themes that I've, that's just kind of been reoccurring that I've been, you know, been talking to like a lot of different people about that this common phrase just keeps coming up is, is leveling up. Mm-hmm. And, um, to me, I associate that obviously with like progressing and moving forward in life, but also, um, moving forward from things that, you know, hold you back before and yeah. Like, you know, kind of getting to a different um, level in life, whatever. And that that's uh, personal for everybody. Um, you could be chasing, you could chase your own goals. Um, but as long as like you're making progress towards that, you know, and I think obviously we, we I mean, for the most part, people try to do that um, in the ways that they I don't know. know do they? Do you think I feel like people like there's a semblance of like, I, I want to be better at this. Maybe they're not as intentional in taking the steps forward that. Yeah. But like I said, it, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but I think 
you know, you, it kind of feels like you, you people work towards something. You know, and I feel like this generation is a lot better with this. And I mean, anyone living in, you know, this time period, doesn't matter if you're in your 20s or in your 30s or 40s. Like, I think that is kind of like the cultural conversation. I think maybe in generations past, that's not the example we were given. I feel like there was more of a monotony, more of a like, reach a point, stay there. Like rinse and repeat, and maybe that's just me, but that's that's kind of what I saw around me. Oh no, definitely, I agree. I think it's, I mean, I think it's a generational thing. I think how people grow up, and then how that generation teaches the generation, the next generation, like who comes after them. Yeah. Um, I also think there's more access to information. Yeah. And just people are realizing that hey, um, you don't really need. Maybe you didn't have the resources when you were younger as yeah. far as like as someone like me where I went. I mean, we're relatively like we're not that far yeah. apart. But um, as far as like someone growing up now mm-hmm. who has the world at the at like the tip of the fingertips, yeah. like y- you can learn how to like make something. You can learn how to fix a problem. You can learn how to solve a problem by just like, you know, Googling something, YouTube something, like reading up on it. Yeah. And and that's that enables people to to not necessarily have to wait for you know either school or you know being taught that at home or something like that and i think that um it's just people more like if if you have a desire it's easier to like you know achieve it in the terms of like you have resources to help you out yeah that you don't have to necessarily like pay loads of money for or go out of your way like honestly it's in your computer it's on your phone it's very accessible and I think um, that has allowed people more, at least especially younger people, more freedom to be like more creative with how they spend their time. Yeah. Um, and so going back to what we were talking about, I think for the most part, at least nowadays, there's like this whole thing about, you know, motivation, like like follow your dreams, chase your goals, like and kind of like this this grind set, this mindset yeah. to grind. Grind set mindset. Um, and I think obviously there's there's pros and cons. To, to everything but i think that's a double-edged sword of it when you have the solution to everything at your fingertips you want to solve everything exactly and then you make problems there's problems that you're making things that you know weren't there before that are now because it's like you 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 kind of made it yourself right um but yeah the, the the common theme i think has been you know leveling up and just making intentional steps to progress forward in life whatever that looks like for everybody everybody's different you know um but one of the things that I've been hearing a lot is people just don't want to stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. I think along with like, you know, chasing something, I also think that sometimes the monotony of life does um, catch up to us in the sense of like we get stuck in a lull where we're just doing the same thing over and over again, but yeah. we're not really like moving towards something, mm-hmm. you know? It's kind of like we're moving, but it's like we're staying in the same plane. We're staying in the same direction. Um that that can be kind of a trap. I mean, there's certain things about, you know, monotony that I think for me personally um, are peaceful and are calming, like to have, you know, structure, consistency. I think routine. Routine. That's yeah. super important routine for me. Routine helps. It's, in, it's important for my mental health above all <laughs> yeah. things. But I think that's different than monotony. I think even those routines need to be refreshed and they, and they need to be purposeful. I think monotony is repetition for the sake of repetition. And routine is repetition with purpose, you know? I think, okay. yeah. I think uh, if you're going through the motions, and part of it is utility. Part of it is, like, for example, you wake up and you go to the gym, right? 
That's never going to stop being purposeful, right? But it may become monotonous if your perspective, if your mind and your heart isn't into it, then sure, you're still going to have utility to it, but it, be, it begins to bog you down psychologically and mentally. And you need to find new purposes, even in the routines that, that benefit us. No, I agree. And I think, I guess because monotony, I guess, has like a negative connotation to it. Like it's boring, it's dragging. Along. I mean, I think it is though. I, I agree. I think, I do think it is yeah. negative. I think, I think if you've reached monotony in your routines, it's time to rethink, mm -hmm. you know, realign, refocus, you know, I mean, I've experienced that in my career, you know, I'm not going to lie. I go through phases where it's like, why am I even doing this? Why am I still doing it? And I'm kind of like just going through the motions. It doesn't mean that I like forego my responsibilities or I do a bad job, but I don't do the best at it. And sometimes that happens even here with the show. Sometimes that happens with my relationships with, you know, friends and family. You're not do you're not at it a hundred percent, but you have to catch yourself and you have to be like, okay, what's going on here? What's working? What's not working? And, and why? Yeah. I've, I've found that especially like, you know, going to school, being like in the educational system, then going out of it and starting to work and now being back in it at mm -hmm. a higher level. Yeah. It's crazy how different a lot of things are, but it's also interesting to see how similar it is to be. Um, how so? As far as like when I, when I graduated from, from my undergraduate, with my undergraduate degree, um, and I started to work, I realized there was time that I guess I didn't have before because usually just be studying yeah. um, for an exam or doing homework or doing assignments. And I realized like getting out of like, like having a job, like obviously that takes most of your day. You're, you're at a location uh -huh. um, for a certain amount of time. And then you go home and it's like, I don't have homework to do tomorrow or tonight or, yeah. or, pro or something to study for. And it took me a couple of years in my profession to yeah. get to there because I did have a ton of homework. But yes, it gets to the point where you're like, you know. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was different. I, I was working in a for a hospital system and yeah. and I, I really wasn't, you know, I didn't have to study for anything. And it kind of just became, what can I fill my time with? Mm -hmm. And that's where I was able to find like, you know, what kind of activities do you like to do? And I mean, once the pandemic started, I just played an unhealthy amount of video games. But um, before that, when I was working, it was like I found, you know, passions for running or exercising, um, obviously soccer and then doing a lot of things outdoors, especially where I was living. It was different from, you know, being down here in Miami. I was in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but I realized that the structure that I had, you know, from having exams, tests and study. I, I kind of in a weird way, I appreciated it after a while um, once because I had so much like basically like free time that I was like, I don't have to study. What like what am I doing now with my time that's serving me? You know, for mm -hmm. a long time, it was kind of just like. Get up, go to work, go home or at some point, go to the gym either in the morning and the afternoon and then watch TV, go to bed. And that was my life for months to the point where I was like, I didn't feel like I was like working like building towards something. Yeah. Well, what's that next level? Yeah. Like what, what am I, where am I going next? And I think, and obviously like I had the grander goal was to get into PT school, but that was still the while that was still a while away. I had to get my hours and stuff like that. So in a way I was working towards something, but when I was in it, it didn't feel like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
when you're a year away from something or like a, like a, it's like a long period of time that you're going to have to right. be, be in that it, you kind of lose sight of it. A bit. Yeah. Where sometimes you kind of just have to remind yourself of that. Um, but yeah. now that like I'm back, I'm back towards like I'm in PT school and like it is a grind. It is like I have to keep I have to constantly be on my toes. I can't really like slack off like like I don't have as much free time like I used to, you know. Yeah. And I've learned that, you know, I've had to like fill my time with things that are, you know, beneficial and like help me progress in life. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, for me, I guess, I mean, everyone else can do what they want. But I realized that a lot of it I was spending just, you know, on passive activities, like watching television or, or playing games and stuff like that. Well, don't tell them to stop doing that. This Which, is, no, 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 I think all our listeners. No, I think everything, viewers. I think everything in moderation, I think life requires a balance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, but I, I personally, I feel like I wasn't great with my time management where I was just, and I'm still, something I'm still working on, but for the most part, I was just, you know letting things just happen and i was like you know what and it didn't like the pandemic didn't help either you yeah know? absolutely it was a lot of um a lot of it was a weird time it's funny because you're talking about your experience and I, it feels like you're just like telling me back my experience <laughs> i i talked about those first couple of years you do have homework you know uh, as a teacher and as an educator and then once you get the hang of it and once you figure out how to do it all and leave it behind in the classroom some teachers never do that which is like good and bad mm-hmm. i mean it's mostly bad i think i think you should come up with a system so you don't have to take work with you but um then the trap is that like what do i do with all my free time and then it's just it becomes doldrums like it just becomes routine and like then you don't feel challenged even when you're at work because you're like i know how to do this you can do it on you know on cruise control and then like what is Where's the next phase? Like, what is the next goal set? You know, once you've mastered something, that temptation to be like, I did it. That's it. So I'm just going to do this the same way and and just, you know, I don't say cash in a paycheck because you're still doing the work, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I think human nature is to want to constantly evolve and grow. If you're standing still, I, th- I think personally you're dying, you know? If you're not growing, if you're not moving forward... You're taking steps back, steps back because the world is moving forward without you, and I think at a much more rapid pace nowadays. In a sense, that you are dying, like like where time mm-hmm. continues to like grow, like wears you down. Yeah, and in a sense, it's like if you're not, you know, living your life to the fullest, if you're not doing the most that you, like that you can, or like doing what you like to do, then in a sense, you are letting like life kind of pass you by. Yeah. And one of the things like you were saying, like how sometimes you do need like a reset, like sometimes you need to like shake things up. One of the things that I found that really just that helps me in so many different aspects is is traveling. Yeah. And having a trip to look forward to, having something to look forward to, people that you care about, even by yourself, you know. Um, I've known that in some of the hardest times in my life, I've decided to to take trips to to places, to either new places or familiar places. Well, that's what Link's been doing for like yeah. over a month now at this point. <laughs> He's going to come back with such mental clarity. Yeah, he literally only flies in to record an episode and then flies right back out. out. Yeah. That's right, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um now I found that traveling has is obviously traveling is is the best is the greatest teacher, but um I think for me, man, when I get back from a, like if especially if I'm going through something either emotional um in my life or just like a different like just a weird time in my life. Yeah. And taking a trip I find that it clears my head. 
you know, and some of the some of the hardest points in my life, I've randomly just taken trips to. If I can't, obviously, it, the more convenient is obviously here in the states. Mm-hmm. I would love to, like, you know, travel internationally, but you know, with time constraints, in this and, economy and responsibilities, <laughs> you find if you want to do it, you find a way. I mean, yeah, um, but, but it still costs a lot. <laughs> um, like taking trips to I for for me, it's been um. Like kind of like nine day like on the one half it's like metro, big metropolitan cities yeah especially the ones i'm not too familiar with um i remember one time i went to chicago just by myself i got an, I got an airbnb like in the city downtown and just went to museums explored ate a bunch of great food mm-hmm. um and just like you know interacted with total strangers at a place and just um having conversations and just you know talking to other people you never really know what people are, are going through and People are just really interesting. Yeah. And and you find a lot you find out a lot about people. And for me, I feel like I, I, I get that a lot in metropolitan. You can find that anywhere, but in metropolitan areas, there's so many people condensed into one, like a not necessarily small place, but yeah. Compared to the people that like, you know, that live there and then the space that there is, it's a lot people like New York. Like New York's very like, you know, crowded. And the this last time I went to New York, it was also a time where I was like you know, going through a lot of stress mentally with school and a lot of other things in life and, you know, going to New York and, and seeing like familiar faces, old friends and meeting new people, eating delicious food, um, you know, seeing, seeing some new sites and exploring just the city that I love very much that mm-hmm. there's always something new to, to, to explore and find really changed my, my outlook on life, my, my mentality and the way that I, you know, approach things. Um, you know, like, I don't want to be like dramatic, but in a sense, like it, it kind of changed a big aspect, the way, like my perspective, mm-hmm. it, it shifted my perspective. And, and I realized that there's so much kind of to do and, and, you know, to dwell on things like the past wastes your time. Yeah. And I think that, I think the keyword is dwelling. I think you can look back on the past and learn from it. I think that's important, but to stay stuck in the past. And to be like, oh, I should have done this better. I could have done this better. And it's like, yeah, you could have, should have, would have. But like, you're now, you're here now. Yeah. And and that's that's one of the big things that I've that I found recently in my life is like I found I I used to be so caught up in like mistakes that I made before and just having so much anxiety and worrying about what's gonna come next about the future that I'm not even there. That it's like I completely forget about the now. Uh-huh. You know, being in the moment is something that I just don't. I wasn't thinking about. And that to me was my trap because not if I'm too focused on the past or the future, my, my presence in the now was literally just going through the motions. Yeah. I was, I was, I was reverting back to, you know, hardwire my routine, my, my habits, which aren't necessarily all healthy, Mm -hmm. that it was kind of like I was doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, when life, you know, kind of hits you and smacks you in the face, you revert, you, you use like what you're used to, to cope. You know, and not necessarily all that is healthy. And, and I like that some of the things that I've, you know, been experiencing recently have taught me, just changed my perspective and taught me that I can't really, you know, I can't change the past, you know, and I'm not in the future. I'm not there yet. And if I was, then (laughs) I would do so many things differently, but I'm not, I don't have that ability. I don't have that power. Um, And I've been just trying to like really process and understand the importance of being in the moment. Mm-hmm. and really utilizing that to the fullest and so that you can use the mistakes from the past or whatever happened in the past to educate your now 
so that you can set yourself up for success in the future. Yeah. And that's the mentality that I've been trying to go. That's for me, that's what I guess leveling up has, has been. That's the progress that I'm making towards um, so far in this, in this new year. Cause I know people like to start new things, resolutions and things. And that's right year. from January all the way to June. We're going <laughs> to keep talking about the new year. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, I also think it doesn't have to be, you know, January 1st mm. for this, for you to make changes or, or like extreme changes in your life or just even small changes too. Mm-hmm. I think it can happen at any point. You okay? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to do the like cough off mic yeah. thing. And then I remember like, oh, we're on video now. So <laughs> it's like kind of calm off, cough off cam. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I, I think like um, for me, I, that's, that's where I've been recently. It's just, you know, trying to be intentional now in the moment and not really dwelling on things that happened yeah. before because you can get you can get stuck there and life will yeah, pass you by. Yeah, yeah. Before you know it, you're writing Rocky 8, 12, 15, and 72 instead of moving forward instead, into instead the creed of the... era of your life, right? That's true. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad that you brought up the being in the moment because I was just about to say, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about moving on, right? On what the next phase is, right? And sometimes leveling up is that understanding where you are now and finding meaning and purpose in that place how do you find meaning where you are now not preoccupying yourself on where you want to be or what's next but in that living in the moment how do i find meaning in living in the moment um yeah. and maybe that means how do you individually or yeah. it's like how, how do we collectively yeah um i think it's just about you know being honest with yourself being honest with yourself in the no, sense that's the of hardest like, thing. I'm sorry. I don't like that. It, it is yeah, hard. That's not a good answer. <laughs> it is hard. It's being honest with yourself and what you want, you know, and what your goals are. And like, really like either right for me, I have to write things down either to remember or just, I'm just a visual person that just like having that, like seeing that in front of me, um, knowing what your goals are, knowing what you're working towards, knowing your why, why do you like, what's your MO? We'll get like, yeah. we'll get you out of bed in the morning. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you living? Like, what is, what are you chasing? Man, you know? for me, it's my wife, both figuratively and literally. <laughs> she's a, she gives me the strength, but also literally pulls the sheets out from whenever. Now, I actually have this routine <laughs> where when I hear the flush of the bathroom, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, now I'm late. Like, I know that this is the get up. Those are the days we don't get up early. Yeah. In, you know, the gym. So, and then the other, and then it's, I think it's the other way around too, because when we do, go to the gym it's literally me dragging you have to get up now it's too late we're late you have to get up now but yeah what is that purpose what is that what is that sometimes we find that in another person but that's limited because that can only take you so far you need to find intrinsic like you need to find and sometimes it's outside of ourselves but it also goes inside of yourself because it has to be self-motivating you can't depend on other people although the systems that we have our friendships our family you know they they push us into that direction but ultimately that step it, ha- it has to be yours you have to no exactly and i think i think there's a lot that that we don't necessarily give ourselves credit for is like we have a lot more power than we think especially mm. like mentally um like we might necessarily like we don't want to get out of bed in the morning or we don't necessarily want to do this responsibility that we have and but that's just the pro that's just a thought pattern that for me personally like once that thought gets in my head if i don't shut it down immediately mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I, I'm going to lose. And it's, it's a daily thing because you can be feeling one way. You can be feeling on top of the world. You can be riding this high. 
you go to bed, you wake up in the morning, brand new slate. Yeah. And this could last weeks, this could have days, months, whatever. Do you have bad days or do you have bad weeks? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say bad. I'd say, I think days. I wouldn't say the bad days. I just think, you know, every day is a good day. Just bad things happen sometimes. Okay. Yeah. But and, you, those days for me, when I, when I think of like a bad day or a bad week, for me, it's weeks. Yeah. It's when you lack the motivation. Usually it's because I've, um, uh, what's the word? I've lost attention to or, or not abandoned, but uh, neglected. I've neglected some in critical aspect of myself, whether it be uh, sleep mm -hmm. or, um, or, or spirituality. Well, that was a weird way I said that. <laughs> spirituality or, or any of those things that kind of like energize me yeah if i start the week off or at some point in the week tuesday wednesday it's just in my whole week is shot like now i have to just survive till saturday or sunday and then get a reset then depending on how packed my weekend is because um because i fall into a pattern you know i will say that that um i think the biggest one for me is sleep and i've noticed that with school the way that my schedule is this term it's like First Monday, like Monday, Tuesday, I'm pretty chill. I only have a class in the morning yeah. and then I'm pretty much free the afternoon. Tuesday, I have no class. Come Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's a nonstop grind. I'm in class mm. basically 12 hours. Yeah. Like every single day, except for Friday. But it's like for me, like going through, like going from 8 a.m. to like 6 p.m. for two days straight is a lot. And by the time like Friday, I have another 8 a.m. on Friday and then I'm out like in the afternoon on Fridays. But like the weekends are huge for me now. Right. And so I will say that for me, sleep, if I if I don't get sleep and I'm not, I haven't been the greatest like growing up. I've always like kind of oh, gone. I was the worst growing up. Kind of going up, going to bed late, but my body is always going to wake up early, mm. no matter what. And it affects me. It affects my mood. It affects. I was the opposite. Know, I always go to sleep security. late and always wake up late. Yeah. And now recently in my adult life, I've kind of reset that through like habitual routine yeah that i mean that's that's something that it's like you have to know yourself and that's it's different for everybody you have to know yourself but i think generally speaking for everyone sleep is extremely important yeah and for me if like if i don't get good sleep it will throw me off for the days but i don't i think that because it used to be like that where like i would just think oh the rest of this week is gonna suck you know mm -hmm. but and sometimes there are there are those moments where yeah I just need to get to this day and 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 I'll be fine. I know like when midterms come, when final exams come for me, um, those are like you know it's just it's a it's a it's a race. It's like an endurance race. Yeah. Um, by the way, this is the part of the season. Uh, the producer Dan, if you could um, check the little box that says life and uh, lifestyle, health and fitness. Yeah, oh, you true. can put that in the We're categories, in right? That's I think this qualifies. We'll level up right there. Yeah, we're leveling up. Let's get let's get those uh that data cross checking. <laughs> get those into more people's feeds. But right. I, I, also, you mentioned yeah. PT school. Just for the record, for anyone who's not familiar with that, you're training to be a Praetorian guard, right? Yes, like I for, for I, the emperor. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm in my red suit with my spear and everything. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, we were talking about you know kind of what helps you stay in the moment. I also think it's it's a belief system. Oh yeah. I think that's extremely important. And that's not necessarily to me like talking about spiritual or like God or anything. Um, person that's, you know, that's what I subscribe to. But I think just belief in something, you know? Yeah, I, I think we all believe in something. Yeah. Right? There's something pushes us forward or motivates us. And it's either belief or disbelief or 
or something. There's got to be a reason, a goal set, right? Whether that's money, whether it's prestige, whether it's, I don't know, it's going to make me happy. Whatever it is, like, you got to believe that what you're doing is getting you somewhere. Otherwise, I don't really see in human experience, like, what would make you chase after anything, really? Yeah. And I And that goes back to, you know, being honest with yourself, because there's been times where I am, like I said, I'm going through the motions and I, you know, something happens where like I, I come to a point where like I, you know, I try to do some introspection. And I'm just like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel like I'm just like a zombie doing the same thing over and over again or like a robot? And like, you know, you go back, I go back and I look and oftentimes it's like I, I, I lost connection with that part, mm. like my belief system, you know, I, I don't really know what I'm working towards. And it seems that's what makes it like that's what makes my life feel kind of empty mm-hmm. in the sense you can have great friends, you can have all that stuff, but it, it has to like it has to be something internal. Like you said, it could be something external that comes inside of you. But at some point, it you is, have to internalize. It. Yeah, it is something that it's like you have to make a choice whether you're going to progress with this, whether you want it or you decide like you want to pursue this, you want this to be a part of your yeah. life, because if you don't, then it's like. What's the point? Yeah, Like the MacGuffins are written into the script and everybody can choose a different one. Yeah. But at the end of the day, why does the character want it? Why, what is motivating them to pursue it? If you don't internalize that as a character, then you serve no purpose in the story of your life. Exactly. And, and I feel like a lot of people could just get caught up in like, you know, the worst things that go on in their life. And I mean, I'm to no, to no degree am I saying like, you know, just rub some dirt in it and get over it and like pick on up and get over it. Why would you rub some dirt in it? That would cause an infection. Yeah. Well, that's the saying. I don't know. Right? <laughs> is, that's a thing, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. This is the first I've heard of it. Rub, just, just rub just, some if dirt. If you got like hurt or something and you just like rub some dirt in it and just get up. And I've never on. heard of that before in my life. You are, there's no way you haven't. I have, I. It's, it's been in pop. It's been in many TV shows and films. Rub some dirt in it. Yeah. That sounds like really bad advice. Like, it is bad advice. Okay. But so why is everybody giving it? I don't know. Rub some dirt. Is that some a thing that they once did, like historically? Did... No, I don't know. I we gotta no look idea. it up. Yeah, that's weird. Is it weird that I haven't heard? I must have, right? You had to. Okay, can you name one specific, like reference or where have you? A heard? specific reference, man. Yeah. You're really putting me on the spot here. All right, we're gonna. If you guys know, meaning you Google it, please put it in the comments. I don't know where. Where do they? I'll Google it at some point. Okay. okay. Anyway, so rub. So, but it's just like you know, just get on with it, get over it. You know, like I'm not saying like because everyone goes through right. That, that's bad advice too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's so going through on this health podcast. Different. Do not rub dirt into your open wounds. <laughs> Continue. Everyone's going through through you know. Everyone goes through terrible things mm-hmm. in their life, and you know, everyone has the right to deal with it, grieve it, right. process it as as they know deal how with their trauma exactly. Yeah. Um, but I know, like for me. Aside from like this, you know, whole change of perspective, I used to just live in, I used to sulk and I used to dwell and I used to just, that consumed me. Yeah. And it could be weeks after whatever happened, happened months after whatever happened, happened. And I'm still living there. Right. My head is still there. I'm my, like everything has moved on, but it's like, I'm still there. Yeah. And it, it's, you can't shave your identity around. Yeah. But these things, if, if that's what you're if that's what your focus and your attention is on all the time, if you're constantly dwelling on that, 
it's like form follows function that's what's going to come out of you that's mm -hmm. the like if you're inputting then that's what you're thinking that's what like it's going to come out of you like that's what's going to happen yeah and and that's what i've i've learned about you know not staying back there not staying in the past because it's like life is literally passing you by yeah and and i think as long as you take steps to like you want to progress you want to move forward you want to move on from whatever happened happened in the like in in the correct way whatever the correct way is yeah it's different for everybody but you know healing and and learning from certain situations and i think moving forward has greatly helped me because there's times where it seems like the like the world is ending everything's hopeless what's the point mm -hmm. you know and it literally was just a few months ago like a couple of years 12 24 months ago the world was ending oh that's true yeah we were shut down and you weren't allowed to go out but even in times like apocalyptic even in times like that i feel like a lot of people um had the time to to reflect yeah and to really like you know find out what you're made out of and, and who you are as a person and yeah. what like what you want out of life because I think if you don't know that, and it's like if you're not actively looking for that, you, it really is. You it really life could just pass you by. My thinking has evolved in regards to this. Um, you always hear like you can't make yourself a victim, right? And I've always like brushed up against that. Like, but there's some people who are victims. There's people who have been victimized. Yeah. And if you go around telling everybody that you know they can't be a victim, like it doesn't ring true for those people who have truly suffered. But I think something I I heard recently was that you can't see yourself as a victim. Your mindset can't be that of a victim. You can understand that you were victimized. You can understand that you, you know, that you suffered. You can understand that you went through trauma, but you can't stay with that mindset. You have to know where you've been and like we're talking about move forward and move on. And not moving on because you're never gonna like really forget it. In many cases, sometimes, you know, we have that opportunity, but just understanding that, like you said, w your thoughts breed actions and your actions create the reality that you live in. Moving on involves leaving things behind. What are some things that you've had to leave behind in your life? Um, I'd say friendships, relationships. Um, and that was like a hard one, right? It's for, like for me, that's hard. I'm like, I'm an only child. So for me, like I, I grew up with you guys and you guys are like basically like my siblings and mm -hmm. I'm so appreciative of that. But for a lot of times, I, like, I was really hard. <laughs> thank you. I would thank you. I was by myself. And, um, so for me, like the friends that I make, I, I treat them like, like my close friends. Mm -hmm. They're like my brothers and my sisters, right. you know? And I, and I'm just in those regards, like I'm very genuine. I'm very like kind and considerate with anyone that I meet. But like, if you're, if you're my friend and I, you know, I give you my trust and I give you my friendship, like I care for you a lot. And I think one of the hard things in life, I think is realizing that, you know, not everyone's meant to be there your whole life. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's actually profound. Yeah. Be, I mean, cause there's been instances where I've just, I've had friendships that, that have ended and, and like I've tried making, you know, amends and, you know, the other people just didn't want to, right. or there's been instances where I've realized that, you know, this, this friendship or relationship is, I guess, more detrimental yeah. than it is than, than moving on. And, and sometimes you just have to make hard decisions. 
but it's for me i take it per, I, I would take it more personally when it, the decision was made when i didn't make the decision when right it was made for me it's obviously much better when you make the decision screw them yeah <laughs> um but it, it's hard because it's like why why won't you why don't you want to like pursue this why don't you want to be my friend anymore why don't you wanna, and that's why like i that's why I really like the Banshees of Inishirin. Of Inishirin. Yes, um, that's a great. I think that story is like the the concept. Like if you tell someone the premise of it, it's like what it sounds so stupid yeah. in a sense. But I think the way that they presented it, and obviously it's funny, and the actors are phenomenal. I think that the writing is very well done. But at the base, it's someone that just doesn't feel that this friendship is worth pursuing anymore mm-hmm. because it's not servicing their life. Right, and this other person can't deal. Right. And that's such a blunt example of it, but sometimes it's it's not even that complex. Sometimes our lives just go in different directions and there's no hard feelings. Like sometimes it's just, you don't even notice when it happens, but someone that you were shoulder to shoulder, brothers in arms, they're just no longer in your life and you just kind of move on. It's funny that you said that, that some people aren't meant to be in your life forever because I kind of live by a creed that, I don't even know if I'm right, to be honest with you, but it's something that's wrong true in my life that people are for a chapter. And if you live your life in phases many times, they can be critically important now and you'll basically be strangers later. And I'm not saying that applies to everyone, but most people in your life, I think I think it does. Um, maybe I'll change my mind, you know, in 10 years, but relationships that felt like forever, they're just not in my life and most of the time it's not a big falling out or anything like that most of that it's just time and distance yeah time passes you know geography you know we have more and more ways to stay connected than ever but the reality is that our lives are so busy and perhaps that's something to evaluate but you know if you're living now in the moment it's hard to service you know relationships with the past and me personally i don't think that that's that bad. I think if the if the connection is there, it'll maintain, and and you'll always be connected in a way. Oh yeah, you know, sure. existentially. But you know, you can only you can only give of your time so much. Yeah, no, I I agree because I mean, for example, when I was living in Tennessee, when I went to like I went to undergrad there, and I I also lived there after working there. My main group of friends was there, mm-hmm. you know, and I had a big group of friends that I, we would hang out all the time. We all do stuff. Um, and then little by little, people graduated different points of life. They yeah. moved throughout. Different, and then I moved. And and now all my closest friends are all in different parts. They're all in different parts of the world. Yeah. And the people that are meant to stay in your life, they will. And you will make it like you'll make an effort. And sometimes people will reciprocate and sometimes people won't. And I think at the crux of it, I think is really understanding that it's okay. Yeah. No matter like if they do reciprocate or if they don't. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's, it, I learned like not to take things personally. Um, in any, in a lot of situations, you know, um, cause that was, that was something that I had struggled with. I would just take things personally. I would think a lot of things were just my fault. People just didn't want to be friends yeah. with me because of who I am or did something wrong. Oh, I um, think that all the time. I yeah. think that when in this, in the very chat where we like plan this show, like when I don't get a response right away, I'm like, they're, 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 they they want to leave the show. They don't want to be, you know, that, that kind of internal voice. It's like yeah. all the time, like I'll send an email. I don't get it back in 24 hours, even though I don't respond to emails in 24 hours, <laughs> but I'll be like, oh, they're, that's it. Not, they're, they don't want to work, yeah. you know, anymore. You brought that example. You went off to school, right? And you studied there. 
And then when you graduated, you kind of stayed for a while. What was it that drew you to what is usually, you know, a temporary experience? You didn't come back home right away. What was kind of your your thought process there? What were you holding on to or what were you waiting for to take a step forward? I think it was I had built a life there. I mean, obviously, yeah. the community that I had of friends there. Um, in a sense, it was independence. I was I I had to figure out where I was going to live if I wanted to stay there. That yeah. was the first thing. And then being off on my own, not being necessarily, you know, in student housing, like in a dorm or anything like that. Um, because it's like, what was the other option? Go back home to Miami. Um, cause going to Tennessee was like the real, like first time that I was outside of home, you mm. know? Um, and it was like a way to like, for me to be independent, for me to like learn what it's like to be on my own and not necessarily having the shelter yeah. of school. Um, you know, having to make money to, to buy groceries, to, to pay rent and to do all these other things. Um, and that like, there was a lot of doors that opened that, you know, it just felt like this is what's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Doors open where I was like, oh yeah, wow. I think this worked out perfectly, you know? Yeah. And like, I had my group of friends there and, and it was just everything, you know, worked well. I ended up, um, I ended up uh, starting a relationship with someone and, and then that was great for that time. Yeah. And the relationship ended. And after that relationship, like I said, I take those like relationships ending pretty hard. And I thought a lot of it, you know, was my fault. And I, I was dwelling on that for a lot longer than I should have. So I, it re like, I realized that I got to get up and move forward. And I learned that like from that, you know, breakup, I, it kind of propelled me into the next phase of my life. Sometimes so, those chapters just kind of write themselves. Yeah, right? like, exactly. This is the end how I said like the doors open for me to stay mm -hmm. when that relationship ended and there was a lot of like things that I had to do. I still, I had to go take some classes again, but it was, it were there online. And then like clockwork, it was like the door started closing for me, staying there for me being mm -hmm. there. And the door started opening for me to go back home. Yeah. And that was like the time was like the season's over and that's that. And even it's funny that we're talking about this because that relationship, um, I had a friend who, who was, um, basically, I had learned that um, my ex at the time, like they were still like they they talked about how like important I was in their life in that mm -hmm. moment, and I like I helped them get through something like that was very like hard for them. Yeah, and to me it was like I mean I hadn't thought about this person in a while, but it was nice to hear that like I was able to you know make a difference and help someone at that specific point in time, yeah. and that's what kind of like got me to thinking I was like, you know sometimes we really are just in some people's lives to to make a difference to help them at that at that like point and but it's not necessarily meant to last right forever and that for me is just the concept of moving on has always been hard for me because it's like once i have something and i like it and it makes me you know feel good and i, I i'm it's enjoyable and i feel like it is something that's good for me mm -hmm. it's like you know, i want to hold on to it and i and like i take a person it's like i try to do everything to to keep it that way yeah. but what i've realized is that the more that like I acted like out of fear of losing it and the more I try to like hold on to it tighter, the less control I have and like the more like it goes away from me. Yeah. And and it just the tighter you grip your fist, the easier the sand slips through the fingers. Yeah. yeah. And and that's been just been the concept is like understanding that, you know, there's seasons for everything. There's a point in time for everything. 
and that just because something is is ending or something is is different changes comes um that's okay yeah because sometimes it's the way it's supposed to be and the overarching theme for me in my life right now is understanding that everything is going to be okay everything is going to be um fine at the end of it yeah go harkening back to i mean was this last week's episode we was talking about the ted lasso was about around communism mm-hmm. and he's like it doesn't matter like it may not it may not work out how you want it to work out but you gotta trust that everything is gonna work out yeah yeah and i think I, mm-hmm. I recently saw the fablemans and they have that like everything yeah. happens for a reason yeah and it's like again it shows it like two sides of that because you mentioned the quote from tenant of what is it faith in yeah i'm gonna um, look that up and actually oh, say it because every I really, time we every, try to refer back no, because to because every time i look at it and i look i look up the quote afterwards i'm like man i really wish i didn't butcher that um oh in the fablemans you know his mother talks about everything happening for a reason and sometimes that it that facilitates them moving forward with their life even if it means leaving certain things behind yeah but sometimes it's kind of an excuse to just let things happen to you. And I think that the quote really addresses the like duality of, Oh yeah. Of that existential nature that we exist that. Cause like, even then, like in the concept of, like in the context of the film about like, you know, time and like everything, like they know what's going to happen and, but they, you still have to do it. So the, the quote is what's happens happened. It's an expression of faith in the mechanics of the world, but it's not an excuse to do nothing. It's like this. I don't know. It's not really a, kind of paradoxical i guess i think it is yeah it's it's like you know everything is gonna work out but you still have to do your part it's not an excuse to just sit on your butt and, and just like let things happen to you for you to just be a passenger you know in, in life it's like live your life but also trust that in doing so everything is gonna happen the yeah. way it's supposed to happen everything is gonna work out in the end right because for example i, I talked to someone the other day that they were like, well, you know, it's like you could eat healthy, you can get all the sleep and water that you want, and then you can just die of a coronary randomly. You could just have a brain aneurysm, and it, like it happens all the time. And that's absolutely true. But to me, that's not like, and lots of people like smoke and do, do whatever they want with their bodies, and they live to be 100, right? And it's almost like a crapshoot, right? It's, it's a lottery, so to speak. But the reality is, I don't want to be the cause of that. I want to know that if I make the right decisions, then, you know, everything will work out. And if it doesn't work out, then that's what's meant to work out. You know, I can't control whether I just suddenly have a stroke for no reason, but I can control whether I have a stroke because of decisions that I made, you know? So you can't just let everything happen to you for good or bad, like, oh, it'll all work out, so I don't really have to do anything, because that's not really the way the universe works. But you can't expect that you can control the world in a way that your actions are going to get you the results that you're always looking for. Mm-hmm. It will be what will be, will be, you know, que sera, sera, but we have a role to play in that. You know, we're part of that tapestry. Oh no, for sure. And that's, that's what kind of like what makes life so interesting because it's like, if you knew that, every, like, obviously, yeah, you have this belief that everything's going to work out, but if you just like let everything happen, then, then where's the enjoyment in that? Mm-hmm. You know, where's where's the spice of life? Where's, you know, the point of living? Yeah. Because I think those high points that we have in our lives and when we feel agency, when we feel um, that we have accomplished something, you know, so to speak, there's even, it's like, you know, it's like 
I don't know, 60, 40 effort and luck, but to know that we put in our parts and we deserve on some level what we get. I think that brings peace for me. It brings comfort. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, if I can trace back like, Oh, something bad happens. This is, and this is where I failed. But if it's not, then it's just a thing that happened. And if something good happens and this is where I succeeded, and if not chalk it up to, you know, to dumb luck, uh, yeah, I mean, but luck is for losers. You can't depend on it. <laughs> no, you you make your own, you know. And <laughs> and there was actually something really interesting. Um, I was watching a um, uh, actors roundtable. I think it was for the Hollywood Reporter. Mm -hmm. They bring like the like the best nominated actor, or at least actors that had like a big year or whatever. Right. And they bring him down and sitting on it. And there was I'm, I his name escapes me, but um, he's a relatively like um, newcomer. He's he's a pretty young actor. Um, and he was saying how, Brad you know, Pitt. <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt. Okay. Um, he was saying how, um, you know, he was talking, I believe he was talking with his therapist and like, he was saying like, man, like there's times where like, you know, the highs feel so high, but the lows feel so low. And it's like, I just, I kind of just want to be, why can't I just taper off in the middle? Like, why can't I just be off in the, like, mm -hmm. in the middle? And his therapist says something along the lines of, um, you know, like, when you when people were in the hospital and they have the the EKGs the the heart rate monitors, mm -hmm. it's like you know there's the pulses that goes up, it goes up and then it goes down, but it's like if you stay in the middle, you flatline, yeah, and you're dead. And it was just like that was something that that just you know kind of stuck with me, and it's like it's true. That's that's the point of life. It's not meant to all be great because you wouldn't be able to appreciate right. the good times in your life because there are times where like it is crappy. You know that's that's just how it is. That's the world we live in, and that's yeah. the reality of it. And, and, you know, some people have it, some people have, you know, had it harder, but everyone's has a different definition of hard. Yeah. Um, but that's not an excuse to just, you know, kind of accept it. I think, like you said, you, you really got to like, understand that things in life happen, you know, for a reason, and, yeah. but you can't just chalk it up to dumb luck that things just happen to you, whether it's good or bad. And there are negative stuff, but I mean, that's why we, I believe suffering also is a great teacher. Yeah. Failure is a great teacher. Some of the, some are of the hardest quoting Star Wars now. Yeah. <laughs> some of the hardest lessons I've learned is, as have been through like really tough times, really hard times because sometimes for me, that's, that's how the lesson gets through my head. Yeah. Because I, I think for, most of us are like that. Yeah. Cause to me, it's like, if I deal with a certain issue or deal with a certain problem the same way over and over again, and I don't make any progress, it's like, Sometimes it's like it's going to take something like really either shocking or something like serious for me to actually like for it to be real for me, mm -hmm. for me to actually be like, whoa, either I'm staying the same way I've been my whole life or where up till now, or I'm going to make changes and move forward. And there's actually I was listening to um, what is it? Tom Sawyer. The Hook. Tom Sawyer by Rush. By, um, Blues Traveler. Blues Traveler. Uh, Tom Sawyer by Rush and there yeah. was a line I was looking at the lyrics I was on Spotify I was looking at him and there's actually a line um, that I never really caught I guess um, you know how like you just know songs you know the words but you don't actually think about you, you them you don't uh, internalize their yeah. meaning yeah um, like the hook by Blues Traveler yeah like one of the one of the one of the lines was um, you know like he's talking about the character in the song and he's like change. he knows that changes aren't permanent but change is 
And that's something that's always going to come for you. It's like time is always changing. Time is always evolving. And it's like, you got to get with it, you know? And time waits for no one. It passes you by. Time waits for no man. And is that Sinatra or what's it with it? The probably the guy that says rub some dirt in it. Uh, probably, right? I've never heard that before, <laughs> by the way. But yeah, it's 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 just a part of life. And it's a part of, you know, adapting and and that's one thing I've learned that especially being being in physical therapy school, is that, you know, aside from the mind, um, the body, like the how the body adapts to certain things happening to you. Let's say cases with um stroke or people with Parkinson's disease, or people that have traumatic brain injuries, or like injuries of the musculoskeletal system, top to bottom. Why, why are you pointing to mine? Oh, just general yeah, area? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, it's, it's amazing and fascinating how the body, like if you have an injury, how the body fights to protect itself and fights to, and adapts to whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do to function, to get by, and how the body either heals itself not like wolverine but kind of takes from different different parts of the body to help you move forward to help you like not die yeah it's it's incredible the the systems in place in your body to to be able to adapt and i think as people if we can adapt to the social situations to to things in our lives um that that improves the quality of life because it's like you you're not you're kind of taking it things into your own hands um when something happens to you you know yeah, it happens to you, but you don't necessarily have to like stay down. Like if life knocks down, you don't have to stay down. You can get up and move forward, and you, you got to make that choice. Yeah, that's a hard choice. I asked you earlier about leaving, coming back, because you know my experience was was different. I I've never been anchored to where I was, except for maybe season one of the show when we were on anchor. <laughs> but I I've always been open to moving forward, moving on, moving away. Um, but some, but the hook brings you back, actually. Um, like you said, doors opening and opportunities. And they've always, in a sense, from one perspective, seemed to have kept me in my place. You know, I've, I've lived, you know, obviously I was born and lived a couple of years, at, you know, um, in New York. But for the most part, all of my adolescent developing and adult life has been here you know, in Miami. And I went to school here. My career was here. I started a family here, bought my first home here. And I was talking to a coworker who was asking me about that because they've lived all over. They've done nothing but travel their whole lives, like to a new destination, started a life, pick up and go, you know? And they were like, how is that? How is living in one place? Um, Like I can't wrap my head around it. And it's funny because I hadn't really thought about it because they were like, oh, do you, you must really like it here. And I was like, no, I hate Miami. I can't, I can't stand the culture. Apologies, Miami. I love you. You have your own way. And, but really, it's not my vibe per se on some level. Obviously, it's like almost the only thing I know yeah. in reality. So it's like I love it too, like all jokes aside, but I can't stand the traffic. I am not into what like the hot things to do in the, in the area, you know, I've kind of had to make my own way about it, but you know, I've always been drawn to the friends and the family that, that have kind of defined my existence here. And it's just that I've always been open to go somewhere else and it just hasn't happened for me. And I think that's, what's interesting that whether it's that you're called out to go somewhere else, which is a scary step to take. And, and I think you did that on like a whim, if I remember correctly, right. The first time you left 
Oh. Yeah, I didn't know. I was going to school and I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I packed my bags and left. And then, you know, on the way there, I was told, hey, you're going to receive funds. And that's the thing. Doors open. Yeah. And I remember when that happened, everyone was like, yeah, he's not going to go because he's because because uh, he doesn't have a way. And I remember telling them he's going to go. He's going to go. And I'm not sure if you knew you were going to go. No, the <laughs> night before, I, the night before I was supposed to. um, The night before my ride was leaving to Tennessee. I wasn't going to go mm-hmm. because I I'd spoken to my parents about it and financially like there were certain things that happened that I couldn't go um certain like you know uh loans and awards uh, and stuff like that and then charges of embezzlement that you were going through <laughs> exactly. at the time they were all dropped that's what that's what was keeping me yeah tied here um racketeering but like as like and I was and I was upset because it was something I really wanted to do what racketeering uh that's for the that's for the uh the Patreon? The Patreon. Sure, okay, well, I, I thought I started with an E. Yeah. Also, Dan, cut a Patreon episode. We need to <laughs> upload those. Um, speaking of racketeering, I'm sorry for the aside, but speaking isn't of weird, racketeering, isn't that a weird word? Racketeering? Does it sound like you're part of like tennis sports or something? Racketeer? A racketeer? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, not to be confused with Rocketeer. Rocketeering is like hey, that's an excellent movie. Joe Johnston, First Avenger. Joe Johnston. Continue. Um. So yeah, like I was about to go to bed, and I was I. I was upset, man, because it was like, it would have been kind of weeks since I was like planning this and wanting to go. Yeah. And it just wasn't working out. Like to me, I thought the doors were closing, the doors weren't opening. And then as I'm going to bed, I get a call from, you know, my dad and my dad just basically just like, he said, my dad was the one that was kind of like, yeah, if this doesn't happen, then we can't, it can't, doesn't work. We can't do it. I'm sorry. And it didn't happen. Um, and my dad basically, I called him earlier. He didn't answer. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed and it is what it is yeah you know and he he called me up right as i was falling right as i was falling asleep and it's funny right i was falling right as i was falling asleep he calls me and he's like go we'll figure it out just go if that's what you want to do sometimes you have to take a step you want to go and in, you want faith you want to know the funny part it's just so actually the mechanics of the universe yeah. it's actually crazy how the full circle this is um that's all he had to tell me. I got up. I started. I got a bag. I got my biggest suitcase. I started packing my clothes. And I turned on the TV. Guess what was playing on the TV? Hook by Blues Traveler. No. Oh. Rocky. No way. Yeah. Rocky that won. does ring it for a circle. Rock. How perfect is that? Rocky one. Rocky one was on the TV, and I just I promise I did not know that. And I just remember the like, I I the movie had just started. Um, the movie had just started and you know, the songs going on and that's what kept me up. It was like two in the morning and I'm just like packing my bags and then the movie ends. I finish packing. I go to bed next morning. I get up and then I, I go to my friend's house that I was going to drive, not knowing how I was going to pay to go to this, you know, private school. And as I'm, I put, I'm putting my stuff in the trunk and as I'm getting in the car, I get a call and the person basically said, like, I get a call from a. From a benefactor that's basically like, yeah, just, I'm sorry, like, I wasn't able to get you to you sooner. Just tell me um, where to send the money to and and I'll send it. And I was like, oh, like, how much do you think you can help me out? And they're like, all of it, however much you need. Awesome. And, and I went and I was on my way. And that, you know, defined my life for the next five years. And I made, you know, incredible friendships, lasting friendships that I still get together with. Like, because in that sense, I may have left Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I went home and everyone kind of went their separate ways to live their lives. Some people stayed, some people left. 
but the people that you know that i care about the people that the not that i don't care about the people but no you don't care about the, the people that like Only you know are closest and and i try to like you know maintain those connections with i may not speak to them day to day i may not speak to them all the time mm-hmm. but whenever i see them because that's what we try to do we try to like either plan a trip for somebody's birthday or a cruise or something like that yeah once a year or twice a year and we like we get everybody together and we we travel together and that's something that's a huge role in my life and that's something like me like that i get excited for and something that i look forward to and that it pushes me you know to work hard and so that i, I can spend the time that enjoyment with them and when i see them on these trips it's like i not a time not time like no time has passed by since we lost any show. yeah the connection is still there that because these people want to be in your life these people still care like these people care about you and and it's it's a beautiful thing, you know, when you have that that circle. But it's also beautiful realizing that that's not going to be everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, coming to that realization, it's like yes, it may hurt, yes, it may sting a bit, but you know, it it really isn't necessarily personal. It's just everyone has their life to live, and sometimes people will be there for the long haul, and sometimes people won't. But know that you know everybody that you meet and the people that come into contact with you in your life, and even you for them. You have a role to play. They yeah. have a role to play in your life and they make a difference even if it's small. Even if it's just uh, a small gesture or a, or a compliment. Or it doesn't make like that. it insignificant. Yeah. yeah. All, everything everything amounts to something mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in this crazy thing called life. I think sometimes we find ourselves in chapters of our lives where we're down and out and we end up losing by split decision. Sometimes we end up winning the upset you know, unbeknownst to even ourselves. Uh, And sometimes we're just forging a new chapter, looking back at each of the titles of our past and writing a new one. And for many of us, this year is an open book. It's one where we decide whether we're going to continue on in the series of our lives or if we're going to open up and spin off onto something new. These decisions, they come and they go, and only you know when it's time to make them. But if we keep our eyes and our ears open, we can see those opportunities and those doors that open and close. And as long as we keep fighting, you can beat that 10 count. And we'll keep beating that 10 count week in and week out. We invite you to join us here on Searching for MacGuffin. Till next time. Keep on searching.